So you know how Paytm Mall is a unicorn valued at $3 billion? Well, that's not actually the case, at least not anymore. Welcome to Backstage with Millionaires. I'm Caleb, your host, and Paytm Mall's valuation has been cut by 99.5%. It's now valued at just $13 million. Now, just so that we're all on the same page here, this doesn't mean that something catastrophic happened at Paytm recently. Their warehouses didn't spontaneously combust. This $3 billion valuation was actually given to the company back in 2019 when eBay bought a 5.5% stake in the company. And nobody has actually come up with another newer, more recent and updated valuation since. Now though, Paytm Mall's Chinese investors, Ant Financial, which is now called Ant Group and Alibaba have exited the company. They've sold their 43.32% stake back to Paytm Mall for just 42 crore rupees. Now, the next question, of course, is why? Why is Paytm Mall buying back this stake from these Chinese investors? Well, the reason is that they're joining the Open Network for Digital Commerce, which is an initiative by the government of India to democratize the e-commerce market in India. The plan with this platform is to break up the monopoly that American companies like Amazon and Walmart through Flipkart have on India's e-commerce market. And in turn, this will benefit millions of small traders and Kirana owners. Now, the best way that I can describe ONDC is that it's kind of like the UPI of e-commerce. Instead of the infrastructure of e-commerce here in India being set up and controlled by companies like Flipkart and Amazon who have a monopoly, it's gonna be set up and controlled by the government of India, which is gonna mean that you can now access sellers from Amazon, Flipkart, Misho, local Kiranas, pretty much any seller on this platform. The playing field is being leveled here, and Paytm Mall, with pretty much nothing to lose at this point, is jumping on board as an early adopter. So let's see what happens. Let's see if Paytm Mall can see a resurgence by getting on board ONDC. All right, next up in the news, for the second time in 2022, Vedantu is laying off employees. And this time it's more than double the previous round of layoffs that they had. Last time they laid off 200 people, and this time they're laying off 424 people. According to the company's CEO, Vamsi Krishna, who announced this in a LinkedIn post, given this environment, capital will be scarce for upcoming quarters. With COVID tailwinds receding, schools and offline models opening up, the hypergrowth 9X that Vedantu experienced during the last two years will also get moderated. For the long-term sustenance of the mission, Vedantu would need to adapt too. He also laid out the company's plans to survive during these difficult times, things like creating a runway of at least 30 months, reducing customer acquisition costs, and prioritizing teams that align with these plans. Now, if you want to learn more about this edtech bubble, which seems to be bursting here in India at the moment, we just made a video about it. You can check it out up here. But anyways, let's move on to the next news item because Ola, for the third time, is scaling back their food delivery business. So Ola first got into food delivery back when everybody else was doing it. You had, of course, Swiggy and Zomato, but you also had companies like Tiny Owl, you had Food Panda, and you had Uber Eats. And Uber, of course, was Ola's biggest competitor. They still are, and they were getting into food delivery. And so Ola decided to do the same by opening up Ola Cafes. And they subsequently shut this down after a year because they were facing such stiff competition. Then though, in 2017, the team over at Ola looked back at 2015, they looked at the mistakes that they had made, and they thought, maybe it was because we started a new brand, Ola Cafes. What if instead we acquired an existing brand? And so they bought Food Panda, and they poured $200 million into this business to try to compete with all of the incumbents in the food delivery space at that time. And again, it did not work out. The business failed to reach expected numbers and burnt a lot of money. 
Then in 2019, the third iteration of Ola's food delivery business line took shape. They decided to go with a multi-channel approach, they set up 50 cloud kitchens, and they launched a couple of brands like the Kitri Experience, the Biryani Experience, Paratha Experience, and the Daily Diner. And I know that there's this saying, third time's a charm, but I don't think that's the case with Ola, specifically when it comes to their food delivery business. There are some reports now floating around that they're selling their cloud kitchen equipment for a between 30 and 50% discount. And it looks like they're gonna be focusing more on their instant grocery delivery business line, Ola Dash, to compete with the likes of Zepto and also Swiggy Instamart and Blinkit too. All right, moving on to some acquisition news now. And by the time you're watching this, this will have actually happened more than a week ago, but we didn't get a chance to cover it last week. It happened after we'd filmed the video, so we're gonna be talking about it this week. Swiggy has acquired Dineout, and according to TechCrunch, this deal is worth $200 million. So Dineout is best known for helping people to discover restaurants and also make table reservations. And it currently has 50,000 restaurant partners in India. Now, up until this point, Swiggy hasn't gotten into India's dining out market, which meant that the market was wide open for competitors like Dine Out and Zomato. Now that they have gotten into the dining out space though, it's gonna be interesting to see whether Swiggy allows Dine Out to operate as a separate entity or whether Swiggy is gonna merge it into a super app with its one membership program, the same way that Zomato has integrated their dining out experience as a membership. All right, next up in the acquisition news, PhonePay has acquired two wealth management startups this week, Wealthdesk for $50 million and OpenQ for $25 million. Now, PhonePay, which is a subsidiary of Flipkart, which is a subsidiary of Walmart, isn't actually gonna be integrating either one of these platforms into its main application. Instead, both of these startups will continue to operate as independent units. And the idea here is that Walmart is trying to move into India's investment and wealth management space, the same way that Amazon did last year by investing in Smallcase, and the same way that Google has by joining hands with major Indian banks to offer online loans to consumers. Currently, India has a very very high fintech adoption rate at 87% against the global average of 64%. And so it's no surprise that big companies like Walmart, Amazon, and Google want a piece of this action. All right, moving on to some funding news now. Robotics and AI company Gray Orange has raised $110 million in growth financing led by an existing investor, Mithril Capital Management. So Gray Orange designs, manufactures, and deploys AI-based robotic systems which help large e-commerce and retail firms to automate routine tasks at their warehouses. At this point, Gray Orange is pretty international. They have manufacturing units in India, China, and the United States. And these latest funds are gonna help the company to expand further and also recruit around the world. Gray Orange handles warehousing robotics for Indian companies like Flipkart, Mintra, Pepperfry, Mahindra Tractors, and it competes with the likes of Blackbuck and FleetX.io. The company was started by two Bitspalani alumni in 2011 in Gurugram, but they've since moved their registration and their headquarters to the United States, which happened in 2018. All right, next up in the funding news, we're gonna move into our bird's eye segment now because 13 Indian companies raised more than a million dollars this week with the total amount being raised across the entire ecosystem being $406.5 million. We have D2C leading the charge this week. Out of all of the funds raised, they raised 32.27% of them. That's $131 million. And this money was raised by companies like Nesso Brands, which raised $100 million, and Melora, which raised $16 million. Next, of course, we have Robotics 
Robotics, 27.06% of the funds this week were raised by Gray Orange, which again raised $110 million. Then we have B2B, which raised $100 million. That's 24.6% being raised exclusively by Fashionza. And then finally, we have the FinTech space raising 4.2% of all of the funds. That's $17.1 million being raised by companies like Innovati at $10 million and Carbon Card at $7.1 million. Now, of course, that was just a bird's eye perspective. If you want a more in-depth look, then make sure to sign up for our newsletter. You can find a link to that in the pinned comment down below. But anyways, guys, that's enough from my side. I really hope you enjoyed the video and that you learned something from it. Big thanks now to all of our Backstage with Millionaires members who support us financially, our unicorns, our decacorns, and our hectacorns. And of course, also big thanks to you for watching this video through to the end. All right, I will see you in the next one.